Hey everybody, it's February 28th. Welcome to the Chi-Town Throwdown. We're so glad to have you here. This week we'll be discussing the big news of the day. Patrick Kane was traded. We're going to talk about our best memories of while he was here and, and what the fallout means for the Blackhawks. We also promised you last week that we would do a big baseball preview show and this is it. Get ready to strap it in to hear all about what the Cubs are going to do and the Sox. And don't even worry, we're going to sneak in some golf today too. Thanks for joining. Let's get it started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chi-Town Throwdown. I'm Tim Keeker here with my co-host, Ryan Feldkamp. Hey, Ryan, how you doing this week? My friend, I am good. We are living what uh, we all references the Chicago tease this past weekend on Sunday. We tease it out 57 Snow is melted. Grills were fired up only for uh, this Friday for another six to eight inches possibility coming in. Drop it down about a bill of string 28. Yeah, we were supposed to get a bunch of snow last weekend. Didn't we? I know, but it's we call that a tease, you know, but it's hot, hot, hot somewhere. And that somewhere is Arizona in the the baseball special that is that we talked about that. It might, it's not going to be all baseball who we church in, in line to, but. It's going to be some baseball talk. We promised you our, our loyal fan base, and, and we have to deliver. This is true. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started here. Oh, what's a good one? That is a good one. It is delicious. What are we getting after? Icy cold Coors Light. Mm. Icy cold Coors Light. It's a staple. It's a staple. It was a bourbon night for me tonight. Oh, uh, the, yeah. The I work stresses. You. The work I stresses. you and you said, man, I'm watching some Yellowstone right yeah, now. And that also helped with it. So every time I feel like I should put my cowboy hat on, grab myself a bourbon. It was Angel's Envy tonight. Just just the normal good old good old the, fashioned. The bourbon, not the rye. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the of the bourbon myself. Our good friend TJ Olson loves the rye of that, by the way. It was, uh, uh, got me that for my 40th. I will not drink the bourbon. I will Ooh. smash the rye, though. Okay. Also, you guys can smash them all together. It's also double the price. So it is. Well, you I, guys are classy dudes. I don't do much smashing. I just, you know. Well, that's a personal problem, Tim. Well, if I got to talk to Allie, I'll do so. Wait, wait a minute. What, what just happened? <laughs> all right. Well, I, I know that we <laughs> let's get let's get this rig back on the road. I'm not uh, I'm not open to this conversation. Uh, so um, you know, I know that we said this was going to be the baseball episode, but r- about seven hours ago today, yep. this morning, or whatever this afternoon, there was the big news, and that news is that Patrick Kane is no longer a Chicago Blackhawk. Yep, number eighty-eight. Probably for me, um, if not the best, of course, top top two or three best American-born hockey players. So the worst-kept secret in the NHL. Um, let's start first and foremost we go, before we go down the road of the, the rebuild. I mean, what was your favorite Kane highlight or Kane memory when you, when you look back at it? I mean – it's obviously winning the first cup game six, winning the first cup, right? Like it has to be that, that, that skeleton, that, that goal. That's only he knew. Yeah. Went in. I I mean, but there's like, there's so many dude Mm -hmm. was so good. And when it was showtime, it was showtime. Yeah. You know, like that, 
so I like I don't have I mean I guess if I have to choose one if I never yeah. get to see another highlight again it's that one right it's that one it Throwing started the gloves it all. off and yeah yep. like um you know my my Facebook timeline is full of like Kane stuff mm-hmm. you know from over the years um including when he got off on the rape charges and things mm-hmm. like that like um punching the taxi cab but yeah like young Kane was totally different than what we see now but um yeah because he was a kid he was a 19 year old kid when drafted five foot nine five ten one what 160 soaking wet yeah he was not uh very hefty no and what i give when i look back at kane's career and it's not over yet and what cracks me up is everyone's like he wrote a great goodbye like not really a good bar like a thank you but Again, this does not have to be goodbye for Patrick Kane in a Blackhawks uniform. Like, this is a rental. And if you really want to come back, you can come back. Can we take Kane back at $10 million at this stage of his career? No. But why can't he come back for another three years at, at five and a half per? Because that's not how contracts work. I mean, it's how contracts work. It's not how professionals operate. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm confused like, here. Because he's going to go somewhere where they're going to give him seven mil and he's going to think he has a chance to win. Yeah. And again, uh, what an unbelievable career. What an offensive, brilliant. And, and even he saw his game and evolution of his game. He went from being a pure scorer to a distributor along with a scorer and, and how he was able to make everyone around you better and that his game then had to evolve a little bit. He had to learn to play some defense. He was never going to be on the PK. He was never going to be on uh, against the bigs and the, the scoring units, but had to learn to play some defense to be out on the ice at critical points. And you like, saw you, him evolve. You know, it was always fun for me, especially early on, like the early Vancouver rivalry days. Oh, the Sedin sisters, the Sedin twins. Yeah. They would, uh, like those those teams would try to make runs at him mm-hmm. and he would they would just miss and now you're out of position and you're playing a man down you're you're mm-hmm. in an odd man situation yeah. uh and, and the odd the odd man situation involves hosa or taves or seabrook or like there was so many like you couldn't do that you just couldn't take shots at him even though he was 160 pounds and he felt like you could crush him through the fucking boards, you just couldn't do it because it would put you in a, a real bad spot and you'd give up a goal. Yeah. So watch you read through. I think you, you teed it up and you wrote down the trade itself um, that, that finally went through today. Yeah. So the Rangers uh, acquire Patrick Kane for a 2023 conditional second pick. Um. And a 2023 fourth round pick. So the conditions on that second round pick, um, it turns into a first rounder if the Rangers make the fi- the conference finals this year. Yep. Um, but that would then move out a year. So it wouldn't be next year. It would be one year further, but it'd be a first round pick. So, yep. Um, so this is where it's going to get, you know, sports radio tomorrow, if they're uh, allowed to talk about it besides... <laughs> besides Yurko uh, and Carmen, right? They're the only two that have the gustos to talk about it or the knowledge. There's a hockey to show talk on about one it. of them on one of the 
one of the networks that's an hour long on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. or something. Yeah. So what you get is what you get right now. And the Meathead fans, in, in, we love our Bearcat to death. But, you know, Jimmy texted me earlier when I was getting the old proverbial lift on. Um, it was like, this is what happens when you, you don't trade him three years ago. And I, I, it's the best friends I could do. I just gently reminded him that they, Taves and Kane and Seabrook had full no trade clauses. Keats had like a list of teams that he could, that he opened up, but they had no, they had full no trade clauses. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking right before we came on, and, and what I said was, I'm pissed at Kane about this trade. And you said, what? I said, I'm pissed about this trade. It's not the GM's fault. He got, I actually, I think he got more than I, than I think, I think he did a good job. He got more, he got two, two picks, you know, one's conditional, but Kane had one team that he was very public about being allowed to be traded to, which took every bit of leverage away from the Hawks. I mean, basically the Rangers could have said, here's a, here's a second round pick in two years and a, a, a bag of pucks. This is all we got for you. Yeah. Oh, and you're going to eat all the salary. You know, they could have done anything. Yep. So uh, I, I, that's what makes me mad is, is he really put the Hawks in a lurch. Yeah. Kyle Davidson just inherited a flaming pile of dog doo-doo just like Ryan Poles did, right? Mm-hmm. Stan- I, think, I think Davidson's was worse than Poles's than, than what Poles got. Yeah. So that's not, and that's not saying that Pace did a good job. That's yeah. not, you know, like the bar is very low. We love playing at home GM. It's the, the most fun job that you and I can do in best role play, but doing the job itself is extremely hard because I, if you would have found us at the bar or bowling alley eight years ago when Seabrook was up for his extension and uh, Kane and Tate's like, remember Keith was signed to a 13 year deal early on. And then Kane and Taves were signed to their matching 10 year deals. Six, six years, 10 million or what? Six years, 10 per. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and at the time we were like, brilliant, brilliant. Got to do it. I was and not, then, I did not say real. I, I was all for the Kane and Taze one. Remember Keith's contract was always really low. So that was a brilliant contract, but it was 13 years. And when you, you skated and played as many high impact games as these guys did, um, you know, Seabrooks is the one big one, but again, you gave the power to these guys. I was happy that they, they both resigned here and we had time. But I was like, man, that's a big number. It's going to be hard to, because mm-hmm. the because like ten million dollars per isn't a lot of money in sports, but in hockey with the way their cap works, it is. It's and a so, huge contract. Yeah, to get and to give two of those. Yep, matching to guys who earned it and are worth it at the time. I just knew, like Seabrook's uh, tr- a contract, like we're gonna win now and pay for this later. <laughs> We're mortgaging the future, and we absolutely did with with those three players, with their contracts. Yep, yep. I want to say Jake McCabe actually like got a better return than Patrick Kane did. So Kane got a bunch of the headlines, but 
there were there were two or three other trades by the Hawks with we Jacob Cabe was traded. Um, the one guy went back to Colorado that was there and was a piece for them last year. So Davidson quietly had a really good couple of days of of training players and getting people back. So Tane, right now. Kane and Taves both said at the beginning of the year that I want to stay. Again, Davidson sat down with them both and said, first ballot Hall of Famers, your jersey will be on the rafters. You've earned the right to decide whether you want to be here. But let me be brutally honest. We are Tankathon USA. We are going to be a bad hockey club. And they both stayed. And then Kane has a, a lingering hip issue that, again, you lose power with that with injuries. So they got what they could. I hope I hope Kane goes and gets another another cup, gets his name on there one more time, gets to forget about being a father and a husband or a boyfriend for three weeks and drinks like the old Patrick Kane. Um, but he got what he could, so. Um, I just looked, I just pulled up who the okay. host traded this week and I freaked out a little bit because the first thing says Arizona Coyotes acquire Patrick Kane because this was a three way, a three team. Yeah. So uh, the Coyotes were, uh, <laughs> were involved in it and I was like, the Rangers traded him immediately. So that would have been kind of funny. But yeah, uh, Jake McCabe, um, we ended up getting uh, a first round pick. In 2025, yeah. a 2026 second round pick, two players. One of them's in the AHL. Um, uh, yeah, we got Andreas Eng- England back from uh, Colorado for Jack Johnson. Hopefully, he can do a concert at Red Rock while he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the worst and oldest joke. Uh, they took on the dude from the Senators and just ate his contract and got a second round pick. I think that's oh, in a fourth. I think that's, um, I think, and it's future considerations. <laughs> Ottawa was like, just take this guy, please. Just take him. It's like a box of Cracker Jacks for the United Center. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they definitely, definitely made some moves and improved the, their squad. Uh, they I must guess. have what six, seven, eight picks in the first three rounds over oh, the next they two have, years. They have easily so many picks. Um, I just saw this. Um, they need that number one pick. That's going to be key for them this year. They need they need to get their t- you know Kane going again. Their next Patrick Kane, who's out there and, and playing for Team Canada right now in the juniors. So they have. Oh wow, they have two first round picks yep. this year. One, two, four second round picks. A fourth rounder, a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder, okay. and a seventh rounder. That's so they have eleven picks in this draft. And, and you have you have four, six in the first six two rounds. In the first two rounds. Like that's how you reload a team, right? Yeah. And then next year you have two first rounders, two second rounders, two third rounders. Good. So the, the oh my god 2025 two first rounders like i mean these guys don't show right up yeah they do um, not. it's, it's kind of like baseball some of them do but um not all of them so but give them credit 
where credit's due. They went after a complete rebuild. They've they've leveraged a bunch of picks. Now they got to draft properly and they got to develop. They got to develop and they've had high picks. So Patrick Kane, uh, hell of a hell of a Blackhawk career. Come on back. I got a contract for you at, at three year contract at five five and a half. You got your home. Family's here. Five and a half for three years. I like that deal. Five and a half? Oh, uh, million. Yeah, million. Oh, I thought you wanted five and a no. half years. And I was like, first no. off, they don't do that. No, no. Unless no. you mean a six year contract that we're going to sell. Grab, we're going to no. trade you again. Grab yourself another Coors Light, you know? I had, I, I visited my cousin. Uh, she got two new uh, chickens today. And I had, oh. I had a couple beers over there. A couple of beers, and grab a couple eggs, save yourself a couple uh, dollars at these, the Jules. These are the Jules uh, Osco. These are uh, baby chicks. It will be. Uh. A few months before we get uh, eggs, uh, and right now she only has two, so that's <laughs> so they got some work to do. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, do we have some they're... trendy like music here that we can like the crack of a bat to to kick off baseball conversation for uh, the Shy Town Throwdown? I, I mean, I don't. I'm gonna Google it <laughs> right now and see if we can if we can get it wanted a. <laughs> A musical edition in a uh, person who wants to work for free for the Shy Town Throwdown, and we also need a sponsorship rep. So, no pressure. Let's see if this comes through. Oh man, we just no, got that was wildly disappointing. That's, wildly that's disappointing. It. So that's it. All right, just imagine that crack of the bat of <laughs> uh, no good contact. So, from anyone of the White Sox making this year, that will kick off our segment. So. All right. Well, we're going to lead this thing off with your Chicago, with your, your Chicago White Sox. Yeah. So this is going to be, we should probably bring up like Peter, like what really grinds my gears because the entire White Sox organization, this team grinds my gears. So for all of our listeners out there, Timmy and I, we, we, we chatted a couple of days ago and like, Hey, how are you progressing in your baseball talk? And I went on this just 10 minute tear of how I just, I have no excitement at all about your Chicago White Sox. So let's talk about this team. You got yourself a new manager, Pedro Griffel, right? Got yourself a new, is that who it is? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. They I think he somebody. came somewhere for Kansas city again, a no neighbor that's we, I guess we fell in love with their like bench coach, blah, blah, blah. So we have this new coach coming off of the two years of the hell of the 78 year old best friend. We've got You're my best friend. <laughs> the we, 12th, need that. we need that. I'm going to, we got to figure out a way to get music. In this we thing. do. We need an audio person. Yeah. So again, uh, wanted audio specialist and advertisement rep for the Shantown Throwdown. It does not, it does not pay. Does not all. pay. Uh, we will pay in beers and friendship. I'm not paying shit in beers. I'm drinking them myself. If you want to come hang out in either my basement or Ryan's basement. Free beers and bourbon and tequila that you, that you bring with you. <laughs> all right. So, 12th highest payroll in baseball coming in at 173 million for a underwhelming underperforming team. So let's start this great campaign off with the key signings edition of the off season. 
Andrew Benatendi signing the biggest guaranteed contract of $75 million in the Chicago. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest guaranteed contract in the White Sox history. Come on. Really? Five years, 75. That's the biggest contract they've ever. Look it up. I'm almost positive. I might be wrong. Um, yeah, double check me on that. But Andrew Benatendi was the big offseason acquisition. And Mike Clevenger, who is now <laughs> under investigation for. Oh, it is. It's like, it. It is. I hit it on the nose. On the nose. So Andrew Benatendi is the biggest contract that the Chicago Whites, not Paul Canerco, not Jim Tomey, not Tim Anderson, Yoan Mancada. Frank Thomas. You ever heard of him? Frank Thomas. It's Andrew Benatendi, who is now your left fielder. Okay. So that's your big offseason acquisition along with. The pitcher who shall not be named because we don't know if he's going to be in jail or not. And All right. Turns out he's also a real, real bad clubhouse guy. Perfect. No Perfect. one likes him anywhere he's ever gone. Mike Clevenger, the Cleve. He was, he was a, a cub for a while, right? He was in Cleveland for a long time. So we'd love to be like, well, Cleveland, he was a, they had a great pitching staff. So we'll go get him eight years too late. So what do I expect in 2023? So, the players I expect more of. The list cannot be one for this underachieving pile of D's. I, I want to find excitement again. I love the White Sox, but this is a team that underwhelmed year after year and is taking all the wind out of my sails. So, Lance Lynn has your highest contract here in 2023. I Lance Lynn is a grinder, but last year was coming off a knee injury. Isn't he old? He's older. Yeah. But he always throws, he always goes out and competes, gives you five, six. But if Lance Lynn doesn't find another pitch, like he's a guy that runs out there with three, three fastballs. He's running a four seamer. He's running the cutter and he's running the two seamer all at maximum. They're capping out at like 93. Mm. Lance Lynn and Giolito need to find another pitch. If not, 93 is going to, people are going to struggle. So I thought Lance Lynn picked up a changeup or something. It's, I hope he did. You got to throw it for a strike. You got to throw it consistently. You know, Giolito's out there throwing 92. He, he put on some ass last year. And now he took the mask off after he lost, you know, he, he's put on 20 pounds of muscle, for 2022 and then lost three miles per hour on his fastball makes sense so he slimmed down again hoping to find that but he can only throw a fastball change up at some points in the league they just catch up to that that's like closer shit yeah fastball change up Mm -hmm. but that that fastball better be 96 97 it's not okay and when you're really juiced up 98 99 yep so here the here's the three biggest contracts or the this this year, the highest salaries on this White Sox team. It's Lance Lynn, Yasmani Grandal at 18.25, and Yoan Mancada at 17 million. It is hard for me to get fired up and say, Man, my our top guys are our best guys. Yasmani Grandal. I was extremely excited about when the, when they they signed him. 
what a huge signing. He's the piece. Another knee, can't stay healthy. Maybe not having a shift this year will help him because he's one of those left-handed hitters that you throw a shift out there and he can't beat it. But Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, again, I don't know where Yasmani's going to play, how much he's going to catch. Where do you put him? You have too many DHs on this team with Eloy and Yasmani. Is he even in projecting their starting lineup? He's their catcher. He's projected as the starting catcher with Eloy DH. Yeah, not a great catcher. Not a great defensive catcher. The knee is bad. Is it finally right? This team goes if they can stay healthy, and they haven't proven they can stay healthy. So their best player, I'm going to say their best player is their shortstop, Tim Anderson. I don't think that's. Like, or Luis Robert. Louis. Louis. Louis Robert. Louis, excuse me. Louis, Louis Robert. It changes every year. Right. Louis Robert now. I so, so I think I think the, the T is still hard. So who would you say on the White Sox is their best player? TA. That's what I said. And you were like, no. Okay. Oh, no, no. I was saying I don't think that's like some surprise or like why, hot yep. take. That's my yep. point. It's like I, I think that's pretty clear. That that's your your best player. So your best player. The White Sox go when TA goes, but the last two years, Tim can't stay healthy. Listen, this Tim hasn't stayed healthy in like 40 years. So well, you're also not a professional athlete, uh, supposed to be carrying a team through 160 games. Man, be a so, cooler if I was, though, you know, right? This, so this who do po- I this podcast would have listeners? Hell yeah. If so who do I expect more from those three guys? The, they're the most, the highest paid. You have to expect more out of them and, and you have to get significant more. How do I expect this year to go? I think Dylan Cease is going to win 20 games. If there's you do, I do. That's not me questioning Dylan Cease. That's me questioning the availability of winning 20 games in the way that the MLB goes now. How many 20-game winners were there last year? Uh, Verlander did it. Uh, he's got the ability to do so. So uh, that's going to be my one. Thanks for looking this up for me. Hold, please. How many 20-game uh, winners were there last year? So if not 20, 20 seems very doable. to You know, I think there were 31. 31. Okay. okay. Oh, no, no. Oh, since 1901? Oh, shit. No way. No, we'll, is... we'll get back to you. Sorry for this. We should have researched this better. But I think, hey, 18 to 20 wins. I think Dylan Cease can do it. I think he's fantastic. I think he continues to grow. He wants that money, goes after it. Um, so I think if there was one bold prediction, I think Dylan Cease can, can take another step. Am I going to throw, hey, there's a bounce back year for TA, bounce back year for. Yohan Mankata bounce back. No. When you look at this team on paper, even the way Elvis Andrews played last year at the end of the year, on paper, if it was three years ago, most of our fan base, including the Cub fans, would sit there and say, this is a really good baseball team. Three years ago. Now we look at it and we're like, jeez. And, and, Oh, you know why we kept seeing the the same name, Kyle Wright? Uh-huh. He, he's the only one. 
So there's only been one 20 game. Yeah. So last year, Kyle Wright for oh, the wow. Atlanta Braves won 20 games. The year before it was Julio Urias for LA won 20 games. That's the entirety of the list. And then you have 2017, 18, 19, and 20. Nobody did it. Wow. Well, the game has changed. So I Max look Scherzer a little bit in 2016. Little... I I mean, yeesh. Okay, then I'll take a step back and I'll say 18. I'll feel confident with my 18. The I game has changed. I know they throw like five innings now and they're like, hey, great job out there, champ. But if you look, 20 game winners, the last time there was more than two, 2005. Cool. Here's, some, here's some names. Dontrell Willis. Chris Carpenter and Roy Oswalt, all three of them in mm. 2005, won 20 games in the past. 20 games each, yeah. Good blast in the past. And then you got to go to get more than that. You got to go to 2001. So it's been a long time since yeah. guys have been doing that. But yeah, Kyle Wright was the only one that won 20 games last year. All right. So I'll change to 18. Um, I have questions about the rotation. They're all right-handers. Uh, record, I'm picking the White Sox at 84 and 76. Very that's not, average. That's not bad. It's not good. 84 and 76. Uh, I, I think they're going to finish in third place. Again. Third place. Third place. Behind Cleveland. Cleveland and, and Minnesota. Mini. Uh, did I take so I'd love to give you some excitement. I just don't have it. I get miffed every time I see the the Padres. I mean, we laughed about this. The, the Padres just re-upped Manny Machado for three, 10 years, a $300 million deal. That's after huge. they had it for five years. Hundred. Jerry and Kenny refused to pay that man the extra two years to get a deal done. Machado was supposed to be a White Sox. He want, he was going to be a White Sox. Could you imagine, though, how complainy he would be here right now? But he's complaining, but he's great. He had probably his best year last year. Runner-up in the MVP. He's been in the top five in the MVP two or three years out of his first five with the Padres. How about spending the money on in Bryce Harper? Mm. 12 years for your Chicago Cubs for 317. And I'm tired of just inability. I'm going to wrap up my segment with saying instead of going out and get a generational talent, Bryce Harper and right field would do a lot for your fan base, would have solved the left handed bat, your right field problem five years ago. But your biggest contract is Ann and Drew Benatendi. It is time. Sell, sell, sell. Um, just some real, uh, real quick White Sox nugget. FanDuel has their win loss total at 83 and a half as the over under. Um, Dude, so I was sounds, right on it. Yeah, you're on the, you're on the number. Um, I did take a, a fun little note down here, and that is the Sox odds to make the playoffs are plus 115. Cleveland um, is a little better odds, and the Twins are literally like right behind, like plus 120 or something. They're right there. It's not a great division. No, and that's just to make the playoffs, right? Right. Um, I'll, I'll give the cut of the the Cubs number, which I I'm probably a, a goober, but I I put 
a fair amount of money <laughs> when I looked it up earlier this week, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, all right. So anything else on your Chicago, any, any more on your Chicago White Sox? That's now that's it again. Love, love the stadium, love the experience there. I'm trying to get back into it. I want to get there, take my son and get myself at least two tree kosher dog with onions and I'll be uh, happy. I'm trying to get like a big group together to do that. Like you get there an hour and a half before the game, all you can drink, all you can eat burgers, dogs, all that stuff. And then you hang out in the, uh, out in right field down there mm-hmm. for two innings. And then you go up to your seats. So like, maybe we should put the word out to everyone and, and get that going. I am a, I am a, not a Sox fan, but I'm, I will not wear Cubs gear. It sounds like a shy town throwdown road trip to me. Feels like it. Speaking of. Woo. Yeah. Whew. Love that money. Um, so we're going to, we're going to diverge from what we normally do because we just threw like a bunch of boring, real block white Sox crap at you. And I want to get Ryan right out of this dumpster fire that he's mentally in right now. So we're going to go, we're, we're going to go right into the dime of the week before I oh. give you my Cubs nuggets, because first off I'm, it's crazy what I'm about to tell you, about oh, the, what God. I'm about to say about the Cubs. But also, like, I really want I, w- I want Ryan to be happy. So. Dude, you were, like, really drinking the Kool-Aid. But without further ado, um, here is my plug for Netflix. And and we probably want to time today talk golf, which I promise you it's coming. Tim and I are both huge golf fans, huge golfers ourselves. I watched in a binge-watching format over the last four days the first season of, of Full Swing on Netflix. And if you have not watched it and you enjoy it, Tim, I know you watched it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. And in honor of golf and golf women, Allison Stokey, a.k.a. Allison Fowler, is my dime of the week. And if you don't know who she is, just Google really hot pole vaulter. (laughs) And again, we are a sports show. So if I can highlight a a woman athlete just to show my appreciation for the the athletes <laughs> yes thank you Tim she is smoking hot so R- Ricky cannot golf anymore cannot and I see why and you now know why he just doesn't give a shit it's because right it's right there he <laughs> he literally just wants to stay home and get pole bolted and I just can't <laughs> And I literally just can't blame the dude. His uh, golf game has gone to shit. But at home, he's the happiest person on the planet. Absolutely. Good for him. So your dime of the week, Allison Stokey Fowler. I think Congratulations, Ricky. Also, she's taller than him. Really, really hot. And, t- and, tall- and taller than him. And taller. Don't care. It's clear. As the one smoking Jay said. <laughs> Don't, don't care. Uh, by the way, I can I would call that my absolute favorite. We talked about what's your favorite Kane highlight from his career. That's my favorite Jay Cutler highlight. Yeah. In the bathroom, throwing his head back while urinating. Don't care. Hey, Jay, I went to Vanderbilt, too, with you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So enjoy the dime of the week again. Thank you. Congratulations, Ricky Fowler, on that because your golf game sucks. 
Hope you can find it again. And uh, and without further ado, your World Series champion, Chicago Cubs, according to Kieger. There will be no. Mm-mm. 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 All right, let's start it off. The Cubs payroll is, drum roll, $173 million. They are 11th in payroll. You will just, if you listened, if your brain has not been completely clouded over with the dime of the week, you will know that Ryan just told you the Sox payroll is also 173 million, but they are 12. So it's like, it's like a hundred thousand dollars difference. So there's collusion in the, in the Chicago, there's gotta be. Um, so the Cubs signed like 47 players um, this off season. And it's, it's wild. Like we were talking about it a couple of weeks on the show and it was like, I don't even, Oh yeah, we signed Mustakis or whatever. Like I forgot who all these guys are. So, but I think I think the number one key signing has to be that Dansby uh, Dansby Swanson signing. Uh, t- only time will tell if Jamison Tyon is is actually the the more key signing. Uh, dude had not one but two Tommy Johns, so uh, we'll see. But he pitched well at the Yankees last year. But Dansby, the fourth best free agent shortstop. That was available. That's our key signing. Bum, bum, bum. So um, they gave him a big giant contract. I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's outrageous what they paid him. Um, it's only outrageous because they didn't pay me that much. Um, the players that I expect to see more of in 2023 or I expect more out of um, are Hap and uh, Suzuki. Um, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I think Ian Hap is continually gotten better um he he had to get sent down to triple a to kind of figure it out a couple years back and has been back with the club and progressing steadily ever since i'm happy with that i think he is your best most stable player through last year and now there's all these new players that people just don't know because we just signed them right and you never know how that's actually going to shake out but don't worry, I'm I'm a very positive glass half full person. So, are you concerned about the the injury with Suzuki, um, or have you followed it? I haven't, I haven't followed it. Yeah, he got he's out of the World Baseball Classic with an oblique injury. Um, that there's oh, some well, general concern that he might miss the the some time in the regular season already with a, a pretty nasty oblique injury. Obliques never go away for baseball players because they do not because they can't ever rest them because everything they do hits those. I didn't know that that happened. When did was that like recently? Uh, over the last uh, 72 hours. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Sorry. So it, what's funny is because my whole note here about Suzuki is injured a lot, was injured a lot of the year last year. I expected them both to step up their games this year. Um, I think Suzuki becomes the best player on the Cubs, surpassing Dansby Swanson. Now, with this, if this oblique injury is bad, then throw all that out the window, and now you're stuck with Hap. And Suzuki can just go ahead and just go into full-on recruiting mode for uh, Otani and try to get him in Chicago, the second best player in the AL, I guess. He's he's can't he's can't miss baseball right now, and it used to be Mike Trout. The fact that those two dudes are on a team together. And have never made a playoff spot. Not even a wild card. The two most dynamic players in the sport can't, can't make a playoff run. You, you know what's crazy to me is like 
if you if you said like if the if that was the Yankees that had the two best players so say it was uh Aaron Judge and I don't know who was really good right before him whatever right put those put two players like that on the Yankees and then them never make the playoffs that would be talked about all day every day if you bring that up to an Angels fan, like you have the two best players in baseball and you can't, your team can't make the playoffs. That's a fucking joke. They get, oh, oh, I was, you don't even know this. This is, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, no, no, your team is a fucking joke. Like, how is it that you can't even put mediocre talent around them? Because that's all it takes. Could you imagine Otani and, and, that little league field that is Yankee Stadium in oh, that porch and right field. Well, he his pitching numbers would suck though. He'd his give pitching up a numbers would go down, but he would be hitting. Right. He'd hit as many home runs as Aaron Judge did, if not more. I was I was so mad about like oh he he broke Roger Maris's Yankee record like yeah man, Roger Maris wishes he got to hit in this in this ballpark with the wind blowing out all the time the way those remember when they first built it they had to like make changes because it was like a like an alleyway it was just sucking baseballs out pop flies yeah uh, it was like ridiculous but anyway I don't know how we got talking about the Yankees but um oh because Otani but. Who does not play for the Yankees? I'm aware. Just so you know, I, I don't. I don't save your comments, y'all. I know what team he plays for. That's one thing I do know. <laughs> um, so, I really think this year. So I'm like so glass half full. I'm so optimistic. Um, I think the Cubs had a great off season. The the Athletic graded out their off season as a B. Um, only one team got an F. Bring it here. It was the uh, Chicago White Um, I expect the Cubs to compete in the Central. Um, there's a bunch of not good teams that didn't. Uh, not good is harsh, right? Not great teams. Right? No, they're really bad. Brewers, not good. Cardinals, not like good. I should say, like Brewers, good, not great, not like runaway favorites, goodish. Cardinals, goodish. They got the. Like all of a sudden, Wilson Contreras, by the way, has been there fucking 10 minutes and talks about how the Cardinals are a, a better organization than the Cubs. Motherfucker, you know why you're in the bigs? Because of the Cubs. But whatever. Yeah, that was an ugly breakup, no matter how you slice it. Um, uh, he's, he's, remember when, uh, do, do you remember when uh, Mia Khalifa, he, he was like trying to slide into her DMs talking about wanting to hook up with her? Like, in 2016, like during the World Series run, he's like, hey, baby, we should hook up. And she was like just putting him on blast, like screenshotting, like, yo, come get your boy. I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in this guy. Don't leave me the fuck alone. So that was pretty funny. I'll hear that one back up. Um, so the Cubs made like 800 moves, right? They signed all these guys, got better everywhere in theory. Um, so I expect them to compete in the central, a bunch of not great teams that didn't really do anything to get better. The Cardinals got Contreras and the other two things they did was they kept Arenado and Wayne Ray. That's their moves. That's everything they did. Brewers, nothing. Some minor little crap, piddly crap here. Um, Pirates got three guys that are old and cheap now. Rich Hill, Carlos Santana, and Andrew McCutcheon. Like 2014, that probably would have been an awesome lineup. 
Those are two 60-win teams in your division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the Reds. The Reds did nothing as well. They are on full tank rebuild. They're always on full tank rebuild. I don't understand it. No. I. The Pirates and Reds are always like, uh, this ain't our year. They are insignificant baseball teams. Yeah, and the MLB is talking about expanding. Like, get rid of the ones, some of the ones you have. Contract. Also, make it so that your games are streamable everywhere. Make a salary cap. Oh, they'll never do that. There, there was the uh, MLBPA yeah. rep today or uh, this week said, you know, they're going to want a salary cap, and we will never ever give into it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this game continues to go. So, with the Cubs actually doing something to get better. No yeah. one else in the division doing anything to get better. Two teams that are absolute full-on trash. Full trash. I think the Cubs take second in the division. There's a chance they win, but the Cardinals have to stumble. I think they might do it, but I just don't have that much faith. But I don't know that the Cubs, you know, I don't know that the Cubs did enough to overtake them. So um, I think they finished second in the central, and I think they win. <laughs> I I didn't know we we I have to say we like filled these out at different times, so I so I didn't know what Ryan was going to say for the the sock, uh, and I might have had a few adult beverages in me when I wrote my um, notes down, but I'm picking them for 87 wins. Oh my god! Can you name their rotation yet? No. <laughs> I didn't put the starting rotation in our notes. I just don't, like again. I just don't even know if you could name it, but you were taking them for almost <laughs> ninety dubs. Well, do you know how many times they play the Reds and Pirates? It's true. And the Cardinals aren't great. The Bre- even if they just split with the Brewers and Cardinals, <laughs> and I mean, they literally three- play the Durham Bulls like forty times, right? And then take the you know the the three fifths majority, whatever you want to call it, like win series again every series against the pirates and reds uh, okay you're already at 60 something you know like and then you're just gonna get 20 somewhere else like it's I'm not pre- i'm pretty sure crash davis is playing for the pirates this year <laughs> yeah yeah his name is uh carlos santana Dude, and, and the Pirates brought back McCutcheon. He's like 42-year-old. And they were yeah. like, well, we're going to bring back uh, McCutcheon. Uh, we're going to bring back this great bench player and in, in, uh, Taylor, who's a backup catcher. <laughs> and this guy's got, this, he's got bad knees. <laughs> he does, but he's a great backup. He's a great locker room guy. And uh, they made a move for this Pedro Serrano guy that they signed out of Cuba. That was their international spent. So, I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. I mean, good luck to the the. the well, just I mean, when I thought the Central in the AL was bad, I took a look at the dumpster fire that is the NLs. It's bad. It's bad. The Brewers are not good. No, they're, neither. The Cardinals are going to win by because they're just better than not good. Wow. That is a bet. And, and here's what's sad. The 11th and 12th payrolls in all of baseball. And neither team excites the fan. I, mean, I don't Maybe yours does. You were drinking the Kool-Aid and or Coors Lights for 87 remember, victories. I mean, that might be. I, 
I really was thinking more like 85 and then I accidentally typed seven and I was like, yeah, I'm going with it. Go with it. Cause what's two games, right? Cause you're using a typewriter and it's way too difficult to go back. <laughs> right. You gotta, you gotta print it out. You gotta wait it out and throw that thing back in there. It's, tr- it's tricky. It's a whole big ordeal. Yeah. It is. It my is. Word, my word processor. Uh, I guess again, I could see that because the division's so bad, but let me well, let me hear that the potential starting lineup again for the Cubs. Let me hear so, it for the. So the I also Cubs. have to say, Fanduel has the over under for wins at seventy six and a half. So I'm a full ten games over what they what they projected. Uh, I don't know. Hear, hear this now, Vegas. You don't know shit. My name is Tim Keeker. Okay, feels good here. All right, so the starting lineup: Nico Horner at second base, Anzi Dansby Swanson at short. He struck out 163 times last year. Oof. Ian Happ. 153. Struck out 153 times. Yeah, yeah. Hit 244. Danzy Swanson, by the way, with all the money he made, hit 252 last year with that on-base percentage of 315. That is not good. Saya Suzuki, depending on the uh, uh, oblique, Trey Mancini will be your DH. Mm. Cody Bellinger out there. How did he only strike out 120? Doesn't that guy swing at everything? Yeah, it's because he didn't play every game. Oh, he only had he had 450 at bats. Oh, the dude is striking out 30% of the time. Yeah, that's a that's a bad strikeout rate. Eric Hosmer at first base. Oh, he only struck out 76 times. That's good. Uh Patrick Wisdom at third and the old Tucker Barnhart catching <laughs> i don't see it man i don't see 87 w's but go cubs go we're singing now yeah i mean I, that's what i got listen this Should is I... going to be recorded for for posterity right and so like if it comes true i can I, we're gonna we're coming back to the tape and i'm gonna play it Cubs are winning. This, today is February 28th, 2023. The Cubs are winning 87 games this year. Throw yeah. it fans. We did our best. We did our best with the sports, the Chicago baseball teams that we have. Yeah. We, tr- we tried to bring the excitement. Timmy is drinking the Kool-Aid. Somebody's got to get wild on these streets. He grabbed himself a case of old pile and is ready to go with all of the North Side faithful. Let's go. Okay. You want to so, go to open? You want to go to opening day at Wrigley with me? You buying? Absolutely not. It's like eleven dollars a crack. Then it is a hard pass. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about going to the barbecue joint, Old Crow. They usually got some country music and some good BBQ. Yeah, it's a good time. That's a hard pass. Hmm. But. Y'all see how this goes, right? I said I would go to a Sox game, and Ryan won't go to the best Cubs game of the year. So that's fine. That's cool. I didn't say. Well, you said hard. You're talking like let's go opening day. Where I'm not. Also, we're not going into the game. Dumb. No, I get you where yeah. you're going here, but yeah, I'm a I'm a pass for the opening day. I'll meet you there another time. What in Sorry. like uh, in September when when the seats are free? six dollars that's what i took i took ben to a game last year at the end of the year <laughs> and i paid uh twenty dollars and i was like hey dad you want to go with so i took my dad too oh 
Yeah. Who's you're yeah. a giver, man. We did not that we, the Cubs, actually, I think we did win. I think we, we witnessed the dub. We, I wasn't on the field, but the Cubs, uh, the Cubs did win that game that night and Ben got to sing go Cubs go in person. That was cool. Yeah. That's, that's great. What's, what's your winning song? Do you have a song when you win? Uh, yeah, they had the go go White Sox, or after the after the White Sox win the game, they played Sweet Home Chicago. So, oh, that's a, that's we go Blues Brothers on it. That's cool. So, but <laughs> all right, there it was. We made it through. We try to bring as much energy as we could to it. Um, hopefully, you appreciated the rant. Let us know your picks. Let us know your feedback. What's this that Twitter was, handle again? This was a struggle, by the way. I, I have to admit that it was, dude. It just all right. Next week, let's let's preview a little bit. We're gonna get back to talking to NFL. The combines this week. Ooh, dudes and undies. Dudes and undies. Polls supporting fields. Multiple teams coming after that pick. QBs galore. We're gonna have a week more of information feedback. Sadly, Jerron Payne is off the market. That was the guy I wanted, Fubar. But on to the next, next man up, right, Timmy? That's what I texted you. I said, I who's, know. who's the guy that we're supposed to go? Who, who's the guy we're supposed Draymond to go? Draymond Jones now, now in, in, in for the Broncos. Okay. But we are going to get back to some football talk. We're going to talk combine and we're going to talk golf. Yes. We are going to talk golf. We have not talked golf. We have not talked. The you know the live tour whatever you want to call it so you're gonna get some talk from the uh, throwdown next week yeah let's switch it up it's come it's almost spring Masters is around the corner it's come cannot a wait the so got to the simulator last week um, going with the buddy Thursday nights grab some cold ones get some swings into the simulator uh, I still have the lefts so any swing coaches out there uh, please uh, drop your advice to the Twitter handle. Which we haven't given out yet. We've teased it four or five times. It is. We are on Twitter. Hey, y'all. We waited. Nothing like burying the lead. We waited all the way to the end to bring up that we're on Twitter now. Uh, we're at Shy Town. Wait, nope. Just kidding. We're at, man, I'm a couple beers deep. At Shy Throwdown Pod. Shy Throwdown Pod. That's our Twitter handle. Find us. Make fun of us. We'll start picture, posting pictures of ourselves on there. And uh, hey, send this on to your friends. Let's get this blowing up. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up with the NFL draft, St. Patty's Day in a couple weeks. Again, let's get this. Let's let's work towards getting maybe a a Shaitan Throwdown broadcast before the draft per se. And then all of a sudden, we have four hours of drinking for thirty-one names to be called. Sounds like a win. I love drinking. Let's do this. You're here to hear more details to come. The first ever Shy Town Throwdown live. More details to come. Need more details to follow. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Ryan. Have yourself a great night. Cheers. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Shy Town Throwdown. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Chi-Town Throwdown is available everywhere you get podcasts, so make sure you review and share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. See you next week.